Praise the Lord, and welcome in everybody to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson, and as always, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, continue to remember our nation, uh, remember each other, uh, remember all the sick, and especially, especially remember all the lost uh, that uh, they they will give their heart and life to God before it is eternally too late. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, God, for every wonderful blessing you've given us, dear God. I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to take let, to take you by the hand, dear God, and, and to lead me and to guide me and show me the way that you would have me to go. God, I just thank you for choosing me, and I thank you for using me, dear God. And, Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just bless this podcast, dear God. Lord, that you would just lay your hand upon it, dear God, and let the words go out. Lord, that they may help someone in some way, dear God. Lord, lift them up, strengthen them, show, give them direction, dear God. Lord, that they may give their heart and life to you, whatever it may be. God, I pray that it will help someone. And God, that you may be lifted up, not me. God, just have your way in this. Be with each and every one of the lost, dear God. Lord, just just help us as as children of God to get a desire and a burden for the lost people, dear God. And uh, that we may be praying for them, witnessing to them, living a life in front of them, dear God, that uh, they would they would want to change their lives. God, just, and just moving each and every one of the sick and, and moving our nation, dear God. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just have your way. And, and in Jesus' sweet name, amen. We are in Joshua chapter 7. Last week, uh, or last time, uh, Joshua and the, the army of the children of Israel went in and marched around the walls of Jericho. Uh, they marched around it one time a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, they, they marched around it seven times. And on the seventh time, they they blew on their uh, ram's horns, and everybody shouted, and the walls fell down flat. Uh, and, you know, most of the time we hear about the walls and how they fell, but we don't, we don't put that flat part in there. And when God said when they, they fell, they fell down flat, that means that uh, they, they wasn't in a heap, uh, nothing else. In other words, you could you could just walk over them, and that's what the children of Israel did. Uh, the army of Israel they walked over the over where the walls were, and they went into the city and they took the city. Now then, we're in, in verse seven. But before we get into verse seven, uh, remember last time that uh, Joshua told them said. Don't keep nothing of the accursed thing. In other words, this city, the city of Jericho, was was a cursed city, and he didn't want nobody to keep nothing uh, that came out of that city except for the gold and silver and the uh, iron and the brass, and all of that went into the storehouse of God and for the tabernacle. And he said, nobody else take anything. In other words, you go in with the same thing. You come out with the same thing you went in with. And just don't keep anything. But, yeah, there's there's a but in there. <laughs> you know how we are. 
you know how the, how, how we are as uh, human beings. Uh, we see something, we, we got to have it. In chapter 7, verse 1, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zebdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to, well, <laughs> we go back to verse 1. That's just a, you know, I, I, that that's sort of like a, a little bit of a teaser. Uh, they, the Lord, and the way that uh, the Lord had the word written, because uh, he just starts out this chapter with uh, how that this this guy named Achan had uh, kept something from out of the city of, of Jericho, and uh, how did it, uh, it? The Lord's anger was kindled against the children of Israel, and then that's all it says on it. And then we go into uh, Joshua sending people to Ai, which is beside Beth Aben, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And when the men went up and viewed Ai, they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go and up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor tither, for they are but few. So there went up tither of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of Ai. Okay. Now then, Joseph sent, uh, Joshua sent some men to spy out the land of Ai. They were going to go in and take this, this city, and they went in and spied it out, and they came back and said, they're, they're just a small people, small army, you know, nothing really big or anything. Send about two or 3,000 men. That ought, to, that ought to be able, we ought to be able to take Ai with that few people. So uh, that's what Joshua done. He sent 3,000 men to overtake Ai, and they got whooped. Uh, and matter of fact, 36 of the Israelites got killed because they had to flee from before Ai because Ai uh, had overtaken them and was overtaking them and, and was winning so that they, they had to retreat and retreat quickly. And Joshua, uh, he got he got real upset, and he he went back to uh, the camp, and he uh, he rent his clothes, and he fell down and face down uh, on the ground, and they put him and the elders of Israel put dust on their heads, and and uh, they cried out to the Lord, wanting to know why this happened. But see, the thing about it is, is Joshua didn't know exactly what was going on. Uh, he didn't know about Achan taking the accursed thing. Uh, we don't know what it is yet, but we will we will find out. And he took of this thing and he hid it. And see, if I'm going to take something, uh, I'm if it's all right for me to take it, I'm not going to hide it. But if I take something and I hide it, I know that I'm not supposed to be taking that. So why did I take it? Lust, lust, that's the biggest thing that, that there is. 
and the sea. And verse 5, And the men of Ai smote of them about thirty and six men, for they chased them from before the gate even unto Sheberim, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening tide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And this is what Joshua said. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Why is it every time that the children of Israel gets in trouble, things don't go their way, why is it every time they do that they want to go back to someplace else? They want to go back to Egypt. They want to go back to the other side of Jordan. Why don't they just grow up and, and realize that something's wrong here? Now, what is wrong? You know, when we get in trouble and things start not going our way, we need, we need, we need to stop right there and we need to figure out just exactly what is going on in our life and why this is happening. Okay, there's there's generally uh, three things, three different reasons why that some things go wrong in our life. Number one, I've done something. Uh, I, and I have committed a, a sin or a transgression in some way, whether it was either I said something that I shouldn't have I didn't say something I should have, I did something I shouldn't have, or I didn't do something that I should have. It's always, and and biggest part of the time, when you figure out exactly what's going on with your troubles, you're going to find out that it's, that's right, our fault, uh, my fault. I'm going to put this on me. Because um, most of the time when things start going wrong in my life and I figure out what's going on. It's my fault. I've done something that I shouldn't have done, and now then I'm paying for it. And uh, sometimes we go through these things uh, because Jesus wants to try us. He allows things to come against us. He allows us to go through things to try us. Uh, not only, it's not so much as to show him how tough we are because he knows it's more for our own good to show us how tough that we are and how strong that we can be and how much that we just how much that we can take so don't uh don't get upset and and like joshua did here he fell down on his face and then and, and uh rent it, tore his clothes off of him and threw dust all over him and everything and and cried out to God and, and wanted to know why God had allowed this to come against them and, and all this. And, and uh, he was telling God, uh, God, he said, The Lord, what shall I uh, say when, in this verse 8, when Israel turned their backs on before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? 
He said, and basically what he's doing is he's blaming God for what's happening. He is he is saying it's God's fault because God didn't live up to his end of the bargain. But little did Joshua know that there was something else going on that he did not know about. And if he had went calmly before the Lord instead of all the turn of the clothes and the falling down on the ground and throwing dust all over him and everything, if he'd have went calmly before the Lord and said, Lord, um, what, he, what, what happened? Why did, why did this happen? Is it me? Is it the children of Israel? What, what is going on? Very calmly, you know, and listen, I, I used to be, I used to be that way. I'd get all upset when I couldn't feel the Lord. I'd get all upset when things didn't go my way. And I've learned that what I need to do is when things start not going my way is I need to stop and I need to figure out just exactly what's going on and why this is happening. Uh, you know, it, it's and when we try, when we sit down and we start taking inventory of our life and we start checking everything out, and we find out that it's it's nothing that we have done or nothing that we are doing, then we need to look elsewhere, and do not get upset. Just ask God to help you through it. Uh, I was going through some things a week ago, uh, and uh, it it. It got a little rough and everything, and I, I asked the Lord. I, I I just had to stop at work because I mean, just everything was just seemed like it was just everything was just coming on me all at one time, and I just stopped, and I said, Lord, I'm going through this. All these things that are coming against me, I'm going through this. Can I take your hand and let you lead me through this? And immediately immediately I felt better and, and everything started working out better did it get completely better all at one time no see uh, we allow ourselves to get in these things sometimes so the Lord allows us to work it out ourselves but the thing is I felt better uh, in my spirit so that I could take my time and figure out just exactly what I needed to do to work through this. So this is where Joshua should have been. Instead of instead of all this stuff that he was doing, he should have been taking inventory and asking asking God very calmly, Lord, why did this happen? And then the Lord would let him know. But this is what the Lord told him after he, he throwed his little fit. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou upon thy face? Israel has sinned, and they also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. And I can just imagine Joshua when he figured out what's going on and, and he's laying there in that dust and everything, he says, oh, okay, now what do I do? You, you ever been there? You ever been to that point to where that 
you you're you're throwing this big tantrum and everything because something is not going the way you think it ought to and and, and then it, the lord brings it to your mind to your attention as to why this is happening and you're standing there and you're going uh okay sorry lord uh forgive me uh now what do i need to do <laughs> so you know and i can just imagine joshua being in that state at that point in time and so the lord told him he said take the children of israel take them by tribes take them by families take them by well let me read that uh therefore the children of israel could not stand before their enemies but turn their backs this is the reason why the ai uh had chased them off and had killed 36 of their people because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed from among you. Up. In other words, the Lord said, get up, get up out of the dirt, put you some clothes on, clean yourself off, sanctify the people, and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. Okay, now then, we, as I was talking before about getting to the point of where that we are, are just everything just seems like that everything has left us and we are out in the middle of the, the Sahara Desert and we there's nobody around nowhere and no way for us to go anywhere or do anything. And we are trying to figure out how we got there and what is going on. So this is where we need to take inventory. And when we take inventory, we ask God, God, exactly how did I get here? What do I need to do to get out of this place? Very calmly. Don't, don't. Uh, go in fussing and arguing and going on just just very calmly. And God will show you or bring it to your attention exactly how that you got to that place. Whether that it was um, maybe your temper had went off on somebody that and you said some words that you shouldn't have. Um, God told you to do something and you talked yourself and, and out of doing it and didn't do it. There's so many things, but God will will bring this back to your attention and say this this is why that you are in this place that you're in. So now then we have to ask God to forgive us for our sins and our transgressions that we've done to get to that place. And then we have to walk out of that place that we're in back to Jesus. Yeah, he he will he will meet us. But we have to start walking toward him. He is just not going to pick us up right where we're at and set us over on the solid rock again. We've got to make some effort to come back to him. And he will meet us and he will set us back up on that solid rock and he will clean us up. But uh, yes, and there, there still still might be some chastisement in the deal. It's just according to exactly what you've done. Uh Yes, the Lord chastised those that he loves. He sure does. And he, he chastised me a lot. Uh, and and 
Uh, but and I deserve it. I really do. But I, I am getting to the point to where that uh, instead of wanting to throw in the towel and give up and fuss and argue and everything, I very calmly I, I sit down and I try to figure out exactly the reason why that things are going on in my life. And when I figure those things out, then I am in good shape. I can uh, I can move forward from there. But I have to figure out just exactly what's going on. And just the thing that I was talking about that started last week, uh, this is something that was, uh, I, I, I don't know how, I don't know exactly how to tell you about this without telling you what I'm doing, and I don't want to do that, but this is something that I am doing. And uh, it is, it's very hard, and it's very, and it's very hard, and, uh, but when I, I took, when I asked the Lord to let me take him, I didn't ask, uh, first of all, I asked him to take my hand. And then I said, no, no, Lord, let me take your hand. Let me take your hand and you lead me through this. I didn't say lead, you guide me out of this. I said, you lead me through this because this is an ongoing thing. And it's, and I, I, I need the Lord's help to walk with me through this. And, uh, I can't do it by myself. I've got to have him with me. And this is the way that we're going to make, go through this. It gets easier, yes, but they're, they're, uh, it's not completely gone. But I know that that's a little sketchy and everything, but uh, because of some things, I, I cannot say everything I want to. Verse 14. In the morning thereof ye shall be brought according to... Uh, according to your tribes and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof and the families which the Lord shall take shall come by households and the households which the Lord shall take shall come by man come man by man and it shall come to pass uh, that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. Um, you may be thinking, well, the punishment seems a little harsh, but just listen, what this guy done got 36 people killed. Any time that you sin, any time that you transgress, it not only affects you, it affects other people too, especially in, in the church family. It affects people in the church family. Uh, you and it, and, and it really affects the people that's in your household. So if, when you think that uh, this is all right, it's not going to matter, it's not going to bother nobody but you, uh, think again because it's going to bother a lot more than just you. And this is what we need to remember when things come into our life, temptations and lust comes up in our life. We've got to remember that if we transgress and if we sin, it not only uh, bothers us, but it bothers other people too. And the Lord told him, he said, you take them by, uh, by, fam uh, by families and family, which the Lord. Now, uh, I read somewhere 
that uh, the, the way that the families and, uh, and uh, the tribes and the families and, every, and the man was picked was with the, please forgive me if I mispronounce these words because you know me, I'm not real good with these names and things in the Bible, but the ermine and the thummin came into play. You remember these are in the, the uh, breastplate of the priest uh, outfit. And they, these are uh, rocks, stones that are, I'm sure, are marked some way or another so that they, they can, uh, they cast them like dice and they, the way they land, they know what uh, the will of the Lord is. And this is the way that they picked each and every one. And uh, they, they brought the tribes, let me back up, and they brought the tribes and then out of that tribe, they picked a family. And then out of that family, they picked a household. And then out of that household, they picked a man. And the lots fell on Achan. And, uh, and the Bible says, And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire red. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes. And the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of, of the Zerites, and he brought the family of the Zerites man by man, and Zebedee was taken. And he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zebedee, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, was taken. So they, they narrowed it down to the one that had made the mistake because if we go back and, and uh, had caused the sin, if we go back to verse 1 and verse 1 of chapter 7, it says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Now, uh, <laughs> something just caught my eye there as I was reading that. It says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass. Not just one person, but the children of Israel. When Achan took of the accursed thing, the whole the whole tribe of Israel was in transgression because of one man had done it. Like I said, whatever you do does not just only affect you; it affects everybody. And so they they come to to Achan. Now then, I want you to listen. To what Joseph or Josh? I keep wanting to call him Joseph. Joshua said to Achan, and Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. Uh, Joshua was very, very calm with the boy. He told him, he said, my son, he called him my son. So he, he was he was not left out. He, he let him know that he was still he was still part of the family and everything. But he said, Tell me, make a confession. To my son, give I pray thee glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done. 
In other words, ask God to forgive you for what you've done. Yes, there's going to be some repercussions. There's going to be some harsh penalties that you're going to have to pay. But ask God to forgive you and tell me exactly what you've done. And Achan answered and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. He said, this is what I done. And he said, I, I coveted uh, after this stuff, and he said, I got it, and uh, I hid it. So he, he knew he had done wrong because he hid what he had gotten. You know, and if, if he had, if he would have not realized that it was a sin, that it was something that he shouldn't have done, then he would not have hid it. But he kept his head all the way back from Jericho to his tent, and then he dig, uh, dug a hole in the earth and put this in that hole in the earth and covered it up so nobody would notice there. But see, the thing about it is, is he forgot one thing. God is an all-seeing God. He knows exactly what what everybody is doing, and he knows exactly what uh, the sins that you committed, and he knows every word you say. It is impossible to hide anything from God. And when he done this, God got angry, not only at Achan, but the whole tribe of Israel. He got He got angry at the whole tribe, and it cost 36 men their life because of this one of this thing that this one person had done. So now, now then, when Joshua found out it was him, he asked him, he said, uh, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. Confession is good for the soul. And he he told him, he said, I've done I've done bad things. I found this uh, Babylonian garment and two hundred shekels of silver and a wedge of gold, about fifty shekels weight, and I coveted them and I took them and I hid them and now they're in my tent, uh, right in the middle of my tent, and uh, hidden in the ground. So Joshua sent messengers to uh, his tent. They ran to his tent, and behold, it it was right exactly where he said it was. And there was the the gold and the silver and the Babylonian garment, where the the gold and the Babylonian garment and the silver was under it. And they took them uh, out of the tent, and they took them, brought them to Joshua, and to the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. And I mean, this this was a witness before him of what it what it amounted to was the fact that he had taken them. It was exactly where he said they were. It was at. He already admitted that he had took them, and he he took these and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua in verse twenty four. And Joshua and all the and all Israel with him took Achan 
the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones, and burned them with fire, after they had they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a heap, a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from his fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. So this he had he had done something that he wasn't supposed to, and he hid it instead of bringing it to you know when we get to the point of where that, that we have done something that we shouldn't have done, uh, I'm going I'm to use me, for instance. Uh, I, Lord and I have been working on my temper for quite a while. I, I, I used to have a really bad temper. And it is getting better. It's, getting, it's gotten a whole lot better, and it's still getting better. But when, when we first started working on it, uh, especially at work, I would let things get to me really quickly. And I would say things that uh, I shouldn't have said, say words I shouldn't have said, and I would and I would immediately, I would stop, and I would ask God to forgive me and help me to move, and I would ask him to help me to move forward from this point calmly, calmly. Help me keep my, my temper under control. And he did, and he, he is. But it's getting better. But the thing about it is, it did not happen overnight. Okay, number one, number one, uh, when, when you ask God to move on something like uh, your temper or your language or something like that, it's not going to happen instantly because you are going to have to work on it yourself, number one. And number two, you're going to have to ask God to help you work on it daily, hourly, maybe even minute by minute. But anyway, you you are you are got to the place to where that you really want not to do this anymore, and you need God's help you with it. But you're going to have to prove to God that you want Him to help you get over this, whatever this is that's going on in your life whether it's your temper or your words that you say, uh, um, whatever it may be. You know, a lot of times we there's words in our vocabulary that we may have said when we were out in sin that uh, we've said so many times that they just became become part of our vocabulary. We don't think about it. We just say it. And those words are the ones that we, we, we have the biggest battle with. My temper. My temper was my biggest battle uh, because I I would go off on anybody. It didn't matter who they was in in a moment's notice. And I and this this is just recently that God and I started working on this within the last year and a half. So yes, I I need to I need to calm me down, but I got I can't do it by myself. I cannot do it by myself. I cannot change my temper by myself. I cannot change my speech by myself. 
I've got to have help with it. So this is what I do. I ask God to help me in this matter and to to show me how to take care of my temper. And he has shown, he is showing me. And uh, I am very calm. I am very proud of myself. I'm very proud of God for, for where he has brought me and how he has taught me to keep calm and not to get so upset. Yes, I still get upset, but I just don't go off. Uh, you know, there's, my job is a, is a, a very, can be a very hectic job if you let it get to you. And sometimes I do that. And when I do let it get to me, um, my temper will try its best to come out. But with God's help, we're keeping it under wraps. Chapter 8. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given unto thy hand the king of Ai, and his people, and his city, and his land. All right, now then, if we go back to when Joshua first wanted to go against the Amorites, or Ai, he told Joshua told two, two, some men to go spy out Ai. He didn't ask the Lord's permission. He didn't find out just exactly what the Lord wanted him to do. He took it upon himself to tell the men to go spy out Ai and come back and report to him. That was mistake number one. Okay, mistake number two was is he listened to the men instead of going and asking God's guidance and God's leadership. He, he relied upon what the men told him, not knowing that there was an, uh, an, an accursed thing in the uh, camp that was going to prevent them from taking Ai. So he went out against Ai, and Ai defeated them, chased them back, killed 26 men, and then Joshua figured out, after Joshua figured out what was going on and everything and got his mind in um, where it was supposed to be and on the Lord and everything, the Lord told him, said, now this is what you need to do. I'm going to be with you. I have given you AI, but this is the way that you're going to do it. So see, you know, we, <clears throat> we get in trouble a lot of times when we do things in our own on our own, we we get in trouble because that we um, we don't ask God's leadership and guidance on things that we are doing. Uh, it may be something simple that we figure, you know, we can do this by ourselves. But really, everything in our life, it doesn't matter how simple it is, from the uh, simple fact of going to uh, work or or uh, going to church or going to the mall or going to wherever we are. Uh, to the the major things like buying a house or buying a vehicle or uh, or whatever it may be, we always need to ask God to be with us and lead us in in the way that He would have us to go in this in this thing that we're doing, and that's that's where we get in trouble sometimes because we we figure we can do it ourselves. We don't need God, so that we will. We will just go off half-cocked, if you will, and we will get in trouble because 
uh, we don't ask God to give us guidance and everything. And we're going to find out that uh, Joshua and the children of Israel uh, going to get in trouble over that same thing again because they just took it upon themselves and they didn't ask God's guidance, leadership and guidance in something. And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou didst unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. Now then, remember when they took Jericho, they told the men to not take nothing and all the, to kill all the cattle and all the people and take all the gold and the silver and all the things of brass and all the things of the iron to take all of those. And that all went into the storehouse of God. Into, to the, that was given to God for the tabernacle. But now then he's telling them, when you go take Ai, he said, all the spoil of it, all the all the cattle and all the different uh, livestock and everything and all the gold and silver and all that, you all take that for yourselves this time. So he he's, he's rewarding the ones that did good in Jericho for doing exactly what he told them to do. So he's going to reward them with something. And he, he told them, he said, uh, lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. Verse 3. So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And he commanded them, saying, Behold, ye shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but ye w but be ye all ready. And I and all the people that are with me will approach into the city, and it shall come to pass when they come out against us as at the first that we will flee before them. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city for they will say, they flee before us as at the first. Therefore we will flee before them. Then ye shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. So now then the Lord's telling him, he said, this is the way it's going to be done. He said, you take men and you put them behind the city of Ai. And then you go out with some of your men and you let them see you, and then when they come out to fight you, you run as you did the first time, like you were, uh, like you were fleeing from them. And then when all the men are drawn out of the city, then all the men that are in the ambush, they're going to come in and they're going to take the cities. They're going to kill everybody in the cities, and take the spoil and everything. And then they're going to set the cities on fire. And when they see the smoke of the fire, then we will turn and we will we will fight the men of the men of Ai. And then you will come up from behind and you will strike the hinder part and we'll get the ones in front and we'll destroy the, the all of them this way. 
And this is the way that it was done. This is what the Lord told them to do. And and it, it worked because, number one, Joshua listened to God. Number two, he done exactly what God told him to do. So it, it worked. So, you know, when we get to the point to where that we'll listen to God and, and we want to listen to God and we do want to do, <coughs> excuse me, want to do exactly what God wants us to do, then everything's going to work out for the best. But we have to follow exactly what God says to the letter. We can't halfway do it. Well, Lord, it, uh, I think it'd be better if we do it this way. He said, no, this is the way that it's going to be done, and this is the way that you're going to do it if you want to win. And they did it that way, and they won. They come out victorious over the children of Ai, and they just completely destroyed them. And they drew them out. They drew all the, the warriors out of uh, the cities. And when they were away from the cities, uh, then the ones that were behind it in, in line in ambush, they came out and they overtook the cities, killed everybody in the cities, and set the cities on fire and everything. And then Joshua and all his people turned and was facing the men of Ai, and they turned around for some reason and seen the smoke, and they knew that their cities was on fire. And when they seen that smoke, then there was not a whole lot of fight left in them because they knew that right at that point in time that they had been, uh, they had been ambushed and they had been... Uh, defeated at that point you know it, it's at that point when when you get to the point to where that you have figured out that you have done something that you shouldn't have done and you feel like you are completely defeated that's that's when that you you really realize just exactly how how stupid it was the thing that you done I'm, I'm gonna put it that way but this is what happened to Ai, and they overtook Ai, and they, they completely destroyed Ai, and all the, all the people took for them the spoil, all the animals and the gold and the silver and all that, they took that for themselves this time. The Lord told them to, and the Lord told them that I'll give you, I'm going to give you this land. And, you know, we, we need to really, really realize that we need to understand exactly what it is that... Uh, how it is that God wants us to do things. There is, he has a set way for us to do things, and we have to follow his, his rules and his statutes and everything. And we can't figure, we can't take and say, well, you know, I would rather do it this way because this is, this is the easier way to do it. Not all things that God tells you to do are going to be easy, let me tell you. I know that for a fact. Uh, you know, God laid on me to do this podcast and I figured, well, you know, this is going to be easy because I've, I've, uh, done a lot of things on, uh, Facebook and I knew how easy Facebook was, was I forever more wrong. Uh, and, but I had to do it and it had to be done. Yes. I had a lot of, I've had a, I had a lot of, a lot of prayer and a lot of tears, a lot of asking God to forgive me. And a lot of times I felt like a complete failure. 
And I told God several times that I, I asked him to forgive me because I failed him. But you know what? It, I hadn't failed him. This was just that point of the learning that he was, he was taking me through. He was teaching me patience. He was teaching me that things have to be done a certain way. And see, when you set up a podcast, it has to be done a certain way or it will not work. It will not work. Trust me. You cannot fudge. You cannot cut corners. It's got to be done exactly the way that it says it's to be done or it won't work. And that's the same way with God. You know, if we want to make it to heaven, we're going to have to go in by the door. And Jesus is that door. And we're going to have to go through him to get to God the Father to ask for forgiveness. And He's Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. And we go to Jesus and ask, ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. Then he, he and the Father accepts us into the family. And we, became, we become a child of God. We become a brother or sister to Jesus. So then we need to act like we are. We need to act like we're a royalty. We need to act like we are somebody. You know, when we are out in sin, we're nobody. I was a nobody when I was out in sin. I'd done things that uh, pleased Satan, and I didn't care whether people liked it or not. But now then, when I give my heart and life to God, I have got to do things that pleases my Savior and pleases my Father, my Heavenly Father. I've got to do things that please Him. I can't please me anymore, and I can't please you anymore. Because my God and my Savior comes first. I please them. I do what they want me to do. And then we'll go from there. But, you know, salvation is, is a wonderful thing. Uh, it's, it's one of the greatest things it ever was. Uh, if you really get rooted and grounded in the Lord and you get grounded in God and you really want to work for the Lord, it's one of the greatest things it ever was. But we got to want to. you got to want to. God will not make you a Christian. He will not make you live for him. He will not make you ask for forgiveness. You've got to want to. You've got to figure out that the road that you're traveling when you're out in sin leads to a, a devil's hell, and you've got to want to get away from that place and not go there, and you've got to figure out that God has a better, a better solution in mind, so you've got to want to follow him and do his will. You've got to ask him to forgive you of your sins. You've got to turn from your sins. To sin no more not willingly yes we do we do i do i do fail transgress and sin uh out of used to be out of anger uh out of ignorance sometimes and just out of just pure ignorance uh i will i will sin but there is an advocate i go to him and he goes to the Father, and the Father and, and my advocate both forgive me of my sins. That's where mercy, that's where grace comes in. Listen, I thank you all for listening to me. I hope you got something out of this. And until the next time, I hope that God will bless you in a great and a mighty way.